Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll knock off now and take the next two days off. How's that? My favorite is a girl is like, you're so stupid. I've heard that a million times. You know, after the Artemis 3 rocket, you know what's next? What? Artemis Gordon. Well, they are... Oh, stop. They, that is the largest rocket ever uh, launched by NASA. It is gigantic. It is going to get us back to the moon. I wish I, I get it. Let's do it. They're doing exactly what the Apollo missions did. We're going to do a flyby. We're going to, and then we're going to do a where we'll put people in the thing and do a flyby, and then we'll land. Just go, just go. We got to. We never should have stopped going anyway. Well, one of the missions was the inadvertent flyby. Yes, wasn't, wasn't supposed to be. No, no, and it, it's a miracle those three guys made it back, but. Um, and by the way, the Apollo 13 capsule was in Louisville for the last, like, 20 years. No. And it was moved. I, what? I, I have pictures of me crawling through it when I was seven, eight years old, whatever it was. Why didn't I know this? It was at the History Museum downtown forever. The Apollo 13, where they... You could go in it? Where they sat in, where the you know, where they were all sitting for most of the time. Yeah. The limb, that was in Louisville. Shut up. It was in Louisville. Damn. Forever. Oh, what is that? Hang on, hang on. That is, I'm sorry. That's Jamie Foxx doing Donald Trump. Hang on. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I love Snoop Dogg, great person. So do you love Death Row Records? I love Death Row. I love Death Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fake news. Why do, the, <laughs> why do most of the presidents have great imitations? Like, George, there's nothing funnier than George Bush, right? Oh, that like was doing, great. Doing George Bush was just so funny. Donald's so easy to do. It's great. Okay, so uh, Dwight is not on his way. We're going to get to your story, Dwight, uh, Dave. But we uh, somebody on a flight for Southwest going to Cabo was airdropping photos to people on the plane, naked photos to people on the plane. <laughs> This was not Dwight, you're this saying. This was not Dwight, but listen to the. This is the captain threatening, we will turn this thing around. So here's the deal. This continues while we're on the ground. I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved. And it's vacation that's going to be ruined. So you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending naked pictures. Let's get yourself to a combo. <laughs> and uh, everybody is going to have to uh, disrobe. <laughs> We're going to take pictures for evidence. Uh, I, I don't quite understand airdrop, but apparently if you're just, you don't have to have the phone That's when number. you roll the window down and you throw the pictures out the window. That's not true. So they, so apparently you don't have to have the phone number of of the pers- of the people. It just have to be near you. Oh, it's proximity. And you can just airdrop to everyone around you pictures. So you could be sitting on a park bench. Yes. And somebody walks by you thinks attractive. Yes. You can send them a Dwight pic. Yes. Now, this next piece of sound is, I never understood Britney Spears. I understood the beginning of it, and everybody needs to really sort of step back. 
and understand Britney Spears was popular because old dudes were fawning over her for her hit me one more time baby in a school uniform. Okay? It's a little creepy. When's the Wait. last time she had a hit song? Oh, I think she's... 20 years ago? Yeah, I think she's overrated. You completely. think? Oh, my God. Oops, I forgot my panties again. Uh, used to frustrate me 20 years ago when um, CNN and Fox News and all them would cover her as news. And I would go... Why are you covering her jumping out of the car and running into the surf? And why are you covering Britney Spears? And they're like, when you all stop watching in high ratings, we'll stop showing her. How far down the paparazzi chain are you if you're still chasing Britney Spears? Well, nowadays, yes. I don't think people are. But here is Elton John and Britney Spears doing Hold Me Closer. I, Tony so, Danza? I don't get it. Hold me closer, Count the headlights on the highway. I like it as a dance tune, but it's all. It's a, oh, what the hell? Oh, stop it with that. Shut up. Why so, do we have to have these intros to songs? I don't know. Uh, so, is he doing it again? Now, this is Elton John and Dua Lipa. Oh. This one is good. So an album he did during the uh, pandemic quarantine. So this is Elton John and the Dua Lipa. Hello, Elton. Hola. I like your song. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm moving a little bit. I'm dancing. You can't see because oh, it's, uh, I'm moving my hips. It is the Caucasian chair dance. Yeah, see, sometimes yes. you, you got to understand. White guys, understand. Sometimes you just got to move your hips, right? Leave your sure. hands here. Leave your hands here and move your hips a little bit. Do not move hands above head. No, but don't even move your hands at all. Just kind of put them out and then do your little hips like this. It's sexy. At least I think it's sexy. Well, it's one word for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, you have a list. One of the most stressful things in life, I think, is trying to find the right gift for people and having yeah. to do it year after year after year. Yeah, for people that have everything. Exactly. And you've already gotten them everything yes. over the past 40 years. Oh, gee, I'm going to get you another U of L pullover. Gee, thanks. Mm, you're welcome. So people revealed, where else but Reddit, the most what the blank gifts they've ever received for Christmas. Mm, I love it. Let's go. All right. My in-laws gave us a grill for Christmas. Oh, that's I. Why is that a bad gift? Well, it was the same one we gave them <laughs> that they used all summer. Oh, used grill you gave them, and it was now missing some parts. Of course. Um, it my, sounds like Dwight. Oh, I know. I'm done with it. Give it to them. Give it back. Another one. My mom gave me a vibrator. Oh no. My stepdad. Oh. Gave me the batteries for oh, said vibrator. No. Oh, no. When I asked why they gave it to me, they said I was very grumpy and it might cheer me up. Oh, boy. What a what a set of parents. That's parenting right that, there. It really is. Look, first of all, do you want her to think of you while that? Every time I grab my Christmas gift. No. She's never going to use it. 
What parent does this? I don't know. I'm upset about something. I, I'm going to delve into my daughter's life and see what's bothering her. No. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm Stop with this out of it. So, <laughs> so <sighs> I'm all about openness with between parent and, and kids, but that's too much. You think? Yeah. I kind of like this one. Okay. For my 22nd birthday, my girlfriend's brother, yeah. while you're getting a uh, gift from him, I don't know, gave me a lamp. Oh, that's nice. I guess, you know, I guess. had an oval wooden base, okay. a dark stain on it, and an oval red woven lampshade. The stem uh-huh. was deer feet. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> Ugliest damn thing I ever saw. Wish I still had it. What well, key, keywords? What? How did it end? Wish I still had it. Wish I still had it. That you say it's the worst. I say it's the best gift you've ever received. You're wishing it was in your she shed or man cave. That's or whatever. right. Right now, so people go, "What the hell is that?" Going back to the weird parents, although it doesn't say who gave her or him this, it was definitely the bacon flavored lube. <sighs> um. Everything's better with bacon, Tony. Again, uh, I'm not against that product. I just think it's inappropriate at some point to give that as a gift. I like this one. Worst Christmas gifts ever. The parents were doing a little editorializing here. My hubby wanted and actually asked for a nose hair trimmer. Oh, okay. Yeah, guys have a problem with that once you hit 40. My parents gave him a hedge trimmer instead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's either funny or, well, it's it's funny and funny. No, we, we think our hair is going away until yours was replaced. It just grows yeah. in different places. It grows in different places where you're like, why is hair growing out of my ear? This must be dumb. B- back in the 20s. Yeah. Uh, got a bag of milk for Christmas under my pillow. Uh, milk, the powdered milk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Carnation. Side note, uh, I was reading an article today, and uh, somebody posted it. If you're looking to donate uh, food, powdered milk is fantastic because real milk goes bad. Powder milk, you just add water to it, and it's good. So for all the, the doomsday preppers out there. Well, they'll crazy, crazy people, Get too. your carnation. That's right. Um, I got jewelry that belonged to my ex's ex. Ooh, that's a no-no. Yeah, clean it up. Who knows? How do well, you know who it belonged to? Well, she apparently does. If she doesn't know, then I don't see the problem. But if you tell her, oh, yeah, this was my ex's ex, and I, I figured you'd want it. Got a pair of 3D glasses for a Sony 3D TV, but I don't own a Sony 3D TV. <laughs> I thought the when they went to that and they said, you have to wear your glasses, and they were like, we're going to start creating programs on a network that's 3D. Everyone get your, class, your glasses out. And now you've got to get 5K, even though 4K doesn't have much of anything out there. I for pay it. for 4K net, uh, Netflix, I think, and I need to back down to the one less than that because I don't yeah. have a 4K TV, so I don't know. And there's very little 4K produced products. Do you remember, was it here? At the TV stores, they had these giant pieces of glass that you'd prop in front of your oh, television. Oh, yes. So that if you sat directly in front of it, yeah, it would seem 3D. It looked like a big screen. Yes. They, they, Off to the side, not so much. Um, they have, they've come up with some really good hologram-type stuff. That's the future is where you're going to sit in your living room, and it's all going to be playing out in your living room. It'll be a 3D, 3D hologram-type thing, and it's going to be really cool. Now, parents aren't supposed to have favorite kids, right? Although they do. Yeah. But grandparents certainly shouldn't. No. So what do you think about this? Um, One Christmas, my grandma got my sister a $100 American Eagle gift card. I, on the other hand, 
was given a large bottle of Suave Essentials coconut shampoo. <laughs> and it wasn't even a new bottle. It was about half full. She's sending you a message. <laughs> You're a half bottle of shampoo. She's a $100 gift card at a clothing store. Guess who's not in the will? Mm-hmm. It's you. And finally, I got a pair of furry handcuffs, naked men playing cards, and a uh, blank ring. From? Doesn't say, but it then finishes, by the way, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Here, this will change her back. Give her some of them playing cards. By the way. Come on, people. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Oh, you can't choose your family. You can pick your friends, and yes. you can pick your nose. But you can't pick your f- friend's nose. Friend's nose, yeah. I suppose you could. I guess you could. Yeah. Hard to locate the little crusty guy, though, isn't it? Oh, it's a good list. Someone else's nose. Thank you. All right. Uh, who do I have? We both have lots of pasta. Ooh, we love. love Here's what you do if you want a delicious spaghetti meal. I know, because guys, you're like, that's all I can cook. Well, do it this way. Go to lots of pasta, get their olive oil. The herb-infused olive oil. Get a bag of homemade meatballs. They make them there. Brown them up in said skillet. Mm -hmm. And then, first time I mentioned skillet, so now I can say said skillet because it's been twice because I've said it twice. Correct. And then you brown them up. You get the lots of pasta spicy marinara sauce. Mm -hmm. Throw it into the mix. And then you pick the pasta, the dried pasta, the homemade pasta in the freezer. I might suggest the herbed fettuccine. And then grab a loaf of garlic bread from the freezer, and you have a restaurant quality, maybe even better than restaurant quality, dinner that you made. It's not just making spaghetti anymore because I'm a guy and all I can do is boil. Uh, I make breakfast every morning for the family. Get up, you know me, I'm up at 4.30, and I'm ready to rock. I go to lots of pasta, and I get the Italian loaf sliced because they're, ah. bigger, they're bigger slices. What's in the Italian loaf? Uh, it is just, it's it's basically white bread, right? It's Italian, it's white oh, bread. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so uh, it's sliced, though, but it's larger pieces. Yes. And Maggie usually does not like breakfast. She would roll out the, you know, teenage girls, they're, they're out the door, they're not eating. Get a Pop-Tart. So I said, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna throw her for some loops. So I started making her French toast with the lots of pasta Italian loaf because they're bigger pieces. And, boy, let me tell you, they crisp up so good. for, for uh, And then I put a little powdered sugar on. Delicious. So I, Milwaukee rye is really good. Okay. Uh, yeah, so homemade French toast for my daughter. It's all lots of pasta Italian loaf, man. Get it sliced. It's right there. I bought two loaves last time. We went through it in about three or four days. It really is delicious. You can find it at Lots of Pasta, 3717 Lexington Road in the heart of St. Matthews. You can also get sausage to grill. And then in the freezer toward the checkout, they have these pretzel buns made for, like, bratwurst. Oh, oh so good. Yes, we got those the other day. Oh. Actually, my daughter bought them. She went over with her friend and then hid them from me in the house. Oh, a Betrayal! Man, teenage girls. Turning her into a criminal. Ugh. All right, back after this. Let's find out more about Bloomberg here in a couple of seconds. I probably shouldn't isolate that audio. Yeah. Teenage girls. <clears throat> yeah, don't do that. Okay. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought me some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low. Let it snow. Let it snow. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're going hopping. We're going hopping today. When things are popping. That's right, baby. This week in music, Dave Jennings, and a lot of stuff happened. Tons. This week in music. I'm not sure that we get to all of it and all the genres, but let's try. August 23rd, 1966, that's when the Fab Four, the Beatles, on their final tour of America, uh, the Beatles performed at Shea Stadium in New York City, New York. Unlike previous performances, uh, which had sold out, there were 11,000 empty seats. No way. Yeah, in the 55,600-seat stadium. Uh, the Beatles earned more in the, pre- in the previous year uh, for their performance at $189,000. The Beatles are still in uh, this weekend music on the same day because on this day, same day as the concert, the 23rd of August, 1966, the Beatles were number one on the singles chart. Number one? Number one on the singles chart with the double-sided record, Yellow Submarine, and this right here, Eleanor Rigby. It was the 11th number one. Paul, number one. Paul McCartney said he came up with the name Eleanor Rigby because... When he was working on the uh, film Help, there was an actress named Eleanor Braun. He liked the name Eleanor. So where did Rigsby come from? Rigsby came... He he loved rugby. He loved rugby. He said, John, don't you love the way that Eleanor plays rugby? Did you say Eleanor Rigby? (laughs) Uh, Rigby came from the name of a store in Bristol called Rigby and Evans Limited. It was a wine and spirits shop. So it could have been Eleanor Evans all these years. It could have been. (laughs) Let's stay on August 23rd, 1967. That's when a party got way out of control, as they always did when it came to Keith Moon. Keith Moon, the drummer for The Who, was always known for his outrageous partying and his attitude. Well, one night at a Holiday Inn, the party got way, way, way out of control, and that's when they called the police on Keith Moon and the rest of his party. And then Sting showed up. (laughs) Keith Moon slipped out of the uh, hotel along with some other people he'd been partying with, and they hid into the Lincoln Continental Limousine that was there. Mm -hmm. It was running, but... That's also where he accidentally, in, mm-hmm. in quotation marks, ac- accidentally released the handbrake and the, oh. and the Lincoln Continental went straight into the Holiday Inn swimming pool. Onlooker said that when it started heading towards the swimming pool, Keith Moon, he just sat back, put his hands behind his head, and enjoyed the ride until it splashed down. A party at the old Holiday Inn. <laughs> With the who, you can't beat it. Let's stay on the 23rd, but let's jump up a few years to 1969, because that's when Johnny Cash started a four-week run at number one. Number one with the U.S. chart with this, Johnny Cash's Live at St. Quentin. Uh, the album was recorded a live concert for the inmates in St. Quentin. Uh, San Quentin. San Quentin. Uh, no pre- saints in there. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, San Quentin uh, State Prison. It was the follow-up to his other live album, Live at Folsom Prison Blues, and it got just as much critical acclaim, man. It went to number one and stood number one 
stood there for four weeks. Yet another song with the same background beat. Who cares, baby? Johnny Cash, right? Damn straight. Let's stay on the 23rd day because a lot went on, and let's go up to 1970 because it was a monumental day for some people in this scene. Talk about the Velvet Underground. Oh, here's heroin right here, Velvet Underground. Singing about heroin. Yeah. It's August 23rd, 1970, when Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground would perform for the last time together. It all happened at New York's Club Maxis, Kansas City. A lot of a lot of bands went through there, man. Uh, Reed and the band they split, and Reed went on to another career. What was that? He decided to be a typist for his father, making oh. forty dollars a week. As we hear, just a little bit of heroin right here. That old story, yeah, right? <laughs> you know, it doesn't pay well when you're going to type instead. I think he did all right at, with some of the solo stuff, as we hear. Well. I don't know why, but I just love the Velvet Underground. Never never my thing. Well, let's go ahead and then fast forward then to August 24th and jump up a day, Dave, because on August 24th, 1963, this miracle of a man, well, he became the first artist to ever score a U.S. number one album. And a U.S. number one single in the same week. I'm talking about the ultra-talented King Stevie Wonder. Wonder was number one on the album charts with the album Little Stevie Wonder. And the 12-year-old genius also had the number one single right here, Fingertips Part 2. This was the first live, live recording ever to make it number one. There's a total of ten, right, fingertips? Yes. But check this out. Or eight with thumbs. No, but check this out. Stevie Wonder, he gets he's the very first artist to score a US number one album and a single in the same week. And it's also the very first live record to ever go number one. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, let's stay on the twenty fourth. But let's jump all the way up from 1963 and go to 1981 because that's when Mark David Chapman was given a 20-year sentence for the murder of John Lennon. Well, the 25-year-old had shot John Lennon five times at close range on December 8, 1980, in front of the Dakota Department uh, apartment buildings in New York City. Over the next uh, few months, David Chapman would claim that uh, inmates had beaten him and fellow inmates had allegedly tried to kill him. Well, you know what? Well, shoot them. Yeah, don't kill John Lennon is all I got to say that. And to the judge, 20 years for taking a man's life at point-blank range, shame on you. Do you think there would have been a Beatles reunion? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. But imagine, okay, when Ah, when, ah. when when you start going down this rabbit hole, Dave, can you imagine the unplugged years with Joplin, with oh. Hen- with Hendrix? Oh, even if not back together, John Lennon unplugged. Does does Wings happen? Yeah, I think Wings happens. Mm-hmm. I, I do because they split regardless, and so Wings happen as a result of that. But I do think that they get back together. All the money they're throwing at these bands now to do reunion tours. Absolutely. Or down to two Beatles though. Can you imagine? Imagine, mm. imagine. Imagine. Imagine again as we hear John Lennon's. Imagine. Rest in peace, John. We miss you. 
Let's stay on August 24th, but let's jump up to 1983 because what a wild man. If you ever get a chance to to watch Tales from the Tour Bus, the first season, it's an excellent thing to watch. There's one on Jerry Lee Lewis that you would not believe, but it was on August 24th, 1983, that unfortunately Jerry Lee Lewis lost his fifth wife at the time, Sean Michelle Stevens. Well, she was found dead of an overdose. Wait, wait, did all five die? No, I, I think there's been multiple ones of them die. But Same uh, thing with Shatner, I think. Uh, it was his fifth wife, Jerry Lee Lewis, Sean Michelle Stevens. She was found dead in their Mississippi home. Uh, she died of a methadone overdose. They had been married for less than three months when uh. this happened. But it didn't take Jerry Lee Lewis long to get over it and move on because that happened in 1983 and 1984. He got married to a 22-year-old Carrie McCarver. Well, she's kind of old for him. Right. But that was that was 1984. They remained married all the way till 2004. Wow. So, he found Miss is right. Right, right. Let's uh, go to the 25th and shift gears as we go to August 25th, 1970. A young man made his U.S. live debut when he kicked off a seven-day tour in the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Talking, of course, about Reginald Dwight, also known as Elton John. Why did he change his name? He had Dwight in there. Of course. Because, let me, nobody wants to be a Dwight. I'll tell you <laughs> firsthand. It's no fun. Elton John made his debut, uh, his first U.S. live debut when he kicked off a seven-day tour at the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Who was in the audience to see this newcomer? Well, lots of people. Don Hen, Bill Cox. Right, thank you, Carl. Bill Cox, amongst others in attendance. Yes, thank you so much for helping me out, Carl. Besides, Bill Cox and Frank. Okay, thanks, Carl. But let me get the rest of this. Quincy Jones, wow. Don, Don Henley, and Leon Russell. Elton John's latest single, Border Song, had just debuted. At number 92 on the U.S. charts, but we all know the rest of that story. Let's stay on August 25th, but let's go ahead and zoom on up to 1979. That's when a little band called The Knack started a five-week run at number one on the U.S. charts with this song right here, My Sharona. This was the biggest album of that year. Oh, was it really? Indeed. Oh, wow. The Knack, My Sharona, the lead singer, uh... Doug Feger said that he was inspired to write the tune by Sharona Alperin, a 17-year-old high school senior at Los Angeles Fairfax High. What's up with these guys and teenagers back in the day? Right, I... that later became his girlfriend. Hmm. He writes that he write. Uh, wow. Uh, eventually, the two did not get married. They got ma- married to other people, but he and Sharona remained friends. Unfortunately, though, the lead singer, Doug Feger, died in his home in Los Angeles several years later from battling cancer. But he was a young man. It happened he died on February 14th, 2010. Wow. He was only 57 years mm, old. Too young. Blank you, cancer. Let's go ahead and go to August 26, 1965. That's when Sonny and Cher, they were number one with this on the singles chart. I got you, babe. Sasquatch and I did this song. 
Did you really? Yep. And we several thousand views on wherever they posted it. <laughs> Leland taped us, and we did this for charity. Oh, we got to get that back. It's out there somewhere. That's right. Uh, Sonny Cher went number one on August 26, 1965 with I Got You, Babe. Inspired, Sonny Bono was inspired to write I Got You, Babe because he wanted to ca- capitalize on the term babe. Why? Because, huh. because Bob Dylan had recently released a song called It Ain't Me, Babe. And it did really, really well. And he said, let's try something with Babe in it. You know the rest of the story. It's right here. Let's get to August 26, 1970, because this is pretty interesting. Eric Clapton was recording the double album Layla and other assorted love songs. And that's where one night after recording, Tom Dowd, uh, who was producing the album, took Clapton to see one of his favorite bands, the Allman Brothers, in concert. Clapton was a fan already, but he loved seeing him in concert. And he met Gre- uh, he met Dwayne Allman and invited him back to the studio to play in person. Uh, Allman obliged him, and they formed an instant bond. So much that uh, the catalyst for the, eight, uh, the, the entire Layla album, well, he's playing on most of those songs, Dwayne Allman is, hmm. including Layla. Layla, the song, was actually written uh, as a love letter to George Harrison's wife that he was friends with. (laughs) Obviously, he he changed the name. Let's go to a very, very sad day, and I'll never, ever forget this. I was working at a car wash over off Crittenden Drive. It was a hot summer day, and I heard the news. I was actually in Wisconsin. Oh, man. Woke up in the morning, and there's the news. And all they could say was, Eric Clapton's fine. Eric Clapton's fine. Stevie Ray Vaughan died. Yeah, I was a huge Stevie Ray Vaughan fan. I used to go see him, and it was usually Lonnie Mack or Jeff Beck or another great build. They all played the Louisville Gardens. I actually got to meet Stevie Ray Vaughan. I left my car parked out in the middle of Main Street so I could run up to him. But it was a sad day on August 27, 1990, when Stevie Ray Vaughan was killed in a helicopter uh, crash that hit a man-made slope. Uh, due to fog. Alpine Valley is the music venue. That's exactly. Alpine Valley in East Troy, Wisconsin. He was playing there with Robert Cray and his Memphis Horns. Also on the bill was Eric Clapton and, of course, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Clapton's crew was also uh, invited onto the helicopter. Uh, three of the seats were, take, uh, were open, so the crew went on. Clapton turned it down, and mm. there was an empty seat there. So, uh, like you said, people were saying, you know, Clapton's fine, but we lost a great one in Steve Rayvon. All right, August 27, 1991, this band came on and changed the scene, man. They released their debut album, 10. Talking, of course, about Pearl Jam, the group's most commercially successful album. It sold over 13 million copies so far, and boy, what an album it was. We ended last year, last week with a bass player's um, listing. Let's go ahead and do the celebrity net worth of... Uh, drummers that yes. were released on 2012. Ringo Starr was number one on the richest drummers. He was worth an estimated of 300 million. Then came Phil Collins at an estimated 240. Uh, what about Charlie Watts? Charlie Watts is not on this listing. What? Right. 
Uh, well, this is 2012. I don't know if it's lack of touring or what. I don't know. But Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl was third at $225 million. Um, it's, you know, then Don Henley came with $200 million. So, and you got uh, and you got Wiener Boy trying to get some of Dave Grohl's money now. Right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.